0: Welcome to another episode of Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich, And here I'm with me uh, here with me is Phil Michaels. Phil Michaels is uh, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur. He's a finalist for ABC's Shark Tank. Uh, he's spoken in 24 countries. Uh, he's the founder of Tembo Education. He's a performance coach, uh, coaching mostly CEOs from Harvard, MIT, number one ranked poker player, number one ranked Saudi rapper uh, in Dubai. He's also the host of uh, the only podcast in the world that exclusively interviews entrepreneurs that made the Forbes 30 under 30 list. So welcome, Phil, I I really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself more than what's obviously in the, uh, the bio and, A little bit about why you chose this kind of path for your for your life.
1: Ari, thank you so much for having me. I'm really blessed to be here. I'm excited to learn more about you and and your audience as well and share some amazing, amazing performance hacks as well uh, for your audience and for those listening. I was pre-med. I always wanted to be an ophthalmologist, an eye surgeon. So my whole career path, my trajectory was based off of becoming an eye doctor, an eye surgeon. So I had been shadowing doctors since I was 11. I was on this career trajectory path toward medicine. And I started working for the New York Yankees team physician. And a buddy of mine and I decided to start a mobile fitness app while I was working for the New York Yankees team physician. And we ended up becoming finalists for ABC's TV show, Shark Tank. And I was enthralled by this idea, Ari that you could be an entrepreneur. And I was like, wow, you could impact so many more people as an entrepreneur than if I'm a doctor, I can only see so many patients. But with a business, I could create lasting impact forever with as many people as I want. What it led me to do, we dissolved that business. But what it led me to do is quit my pursuit of medicine and focus on business. So I decided to get my MBA and a master's of science in marketing. While I was getting my graduate degrees, two master's degrees, I travel in the world. And I saw a lot of initiatives Ari, were donating either food, water, housing, or healthcare. And in my opinion, it was putting a bandaid on the problem, giving a man a fish rather than teaching him how to fish. I figured why not educate people to solve their own problems. So I figured why not start at the earliest age possible. And when we looked in the education space in developing nations around the world, most of them were doing one of two things for the early childhood education. Most of them, first of all, were focused on secondary school or higher ed. In my opinion, the most imperative years is zero to six. That's when 90% of the brain is formed by age four and five. So if we're gonna educate people to solve their own problems, let's start at the earliest age possible. And there's two things people are doing in this area. They're either building schools or building a mobile app. The problem with schools, it's not that they don't have schools in developed nations. I lived in arguably the worst slums in the world in Nigeria, and they have tons of schools. The problem is the schools are more like daycare drop-off centers rather than high quality educational institutions, a place where you could drop off your kids while you go to work. Sometimes no curriculum, teachers sometimes don't show up, little to no materials, etc. And with regard to a mobile app, A lot of them didn't have smartphones at the time and it, for the ones that did have smartphones, mobile data was very expensive to be able to run the apps on their phone. So we said, okay, schools are not the answer. Mobile app is not the answer. Let's use something they already use every single day. And that was text messages. So I decided let's educate children through their parents using text messages. So we educate zero to six-year-old children around the world using text messages. We send one activity per day to the parent's phone. The parent educates the child. And then we reward the parent for educating their child with Amazon gift cards, mobile data for their phone, et cetera. So that was started in Nigeria. We're now in five countries. Nestle is our biggest customer. They pay for children to receive education, but parents can also sign up on their own. And it's called Tembo Education.
0: That's awesome. You're not,
1: you're not under 30 now, are you? No, I'm not. I uh, made the list in uh, 2016, I think it was, or 2017.
0: Awesome. So, you know, with the Tembo education, what are you teaching zero to six-year-olds? What are you teaching parents? What is the, the basis of understanding that they're going to get out of, say, a program with you?
1: It's a great question. So we built the curriculum in-house. Most of our education team was from the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And we focused on Harvard Center for the Developing Child's developmental milestones. It's not a guessing game for what children's brains should be learning at X age, at zero to six specifically. There's a it's not ambiguous. It's a very step-by-step sequential process of what they should be learning by each age as they, as their brain develops. And this isn't just, you know, for a certain population, this is for all human brains. And so we teach in all four domains of learning language, cognitive motor and social emotional. And we teach them through play-based activities. So we give the parent in a text message exactly what they're supposed to say and do step-by-step. Step. And it's just one simple activity per day. That follows one of the four domains in sequential order. So we actually started prenatal at week 13 in the mother's womb, all the way through six years of age. Life and later studies show. So,
0: cool. You know, it's interesting. My, uh, my son was, we, we had him before we started homeschooling him, we had him on the Zoom schooling. And one of the, the teachers asked, you know, how everybody was feeling. And my son says, and the teacher is like, why are you angry? You know, Gabriel, what's going on? And he says, I have five businesses and you're not teaching me about how to do any of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the little entrepreneur in him. How amazing is that? Beautiful, Gabriel. Exactly to meet you one day. That's amazing. And the, the fact that he's even cognizant, Ari, of his own emotional state is beautiful. So for a long time, we didn't understand how important social emotional learning was. But now they recently they've started indoctrinating children in, in schools to understand how important it is of learning your own emotions. Oh, when I'm angry, this is how I handle my emotion. A lot of us growing up, we weren't taught. What do we do when we feel a certain way? How do we express ourselves properly? How do we not offend somebody else? How do we have empathy? These are important skill sets as an adult. know. And, and a lot of adults aren't well equipped enough to understand that.
0: Yeah, we, we were taught better to be seen than heard, right? We were taught uh, that our, our role was to lift our parents up by our demonstration of our obedience, you know, versus... Yes is our demonstration of intelligence, you know. Only speak when spoken to. Speak when spoken to, you know. And and how we are is absolutely a direct reflection on our parents versus.
1: 100%. Parents
0: are being a reflection on how we are. 100%. Lucky enough yeah. to, to have very loving, kind parents. But they also were entrepreneurs. So they worked 16 plus hours a day. And so I grew up with, uh, you know, Amway in my garage and, and businesses and lemonade stands and mowing lawns and doing paper, boy- I was a paper boy at seven years old. So that was my first, you know, job was riding around the bike and throwing newspapers, and porches. You know, I don't even see that as, a, as an option for kids these days, when in actuality, it's a really great initial job just like mowing lawns you know here in florida everybody has a lawn mowing business where are the kids you know that you pay five bucks to to mow your lawn every other week or whatever you know
1: (laughs) i believe i 100 percent agree with you every child should be learning entrepreneurial mindsets because it's it's just a problem solving mindset it looks at everything as an opportunity rather than a pain and I started just like you. I had a lemonade stand. I stole my sister's puppet show playhouse and I used to bring it to the park where all the soccer fields were because I would pick up the soccer moms. They would come over to my lemonade stand and I was, you know, oh, a cute little kid. Let's buy some lemonade from them. And then in elementary school, I sold Pokemon cards. So I used to go to my school and I would have a binder full of Pokemon cards you know, go to school and tell them, I remember I sold a Charizard. Charizard is the number one card in the deck. It's this fiery dragon It's a hologram. And I sold it for $50. And I remember, I thought I had made it. I ran, I told my mom, I said, mom, you're not going to have to work again. We made it. At that time, $50 was a huge deal to me. I was like six or seven years old. Then I went in, in high school. I was a, I shoveled snow. And I was a bookie, so I used to print out the football matchups for NFL each week and I'd have friends pick the matchups and then I would take a percentage of the pool. In college, I started a nightlife promotion company for nightclubs and bars while I was going to college and I started two fitness companies. And Ari, the funny thing about this is the whole time I never looked at it as a, my career choice. It was something I had always done as a side hustle throughout my life, just, Hey, I'm going to school. I'm going to be an eye doctor, but I have this hustle on the side. And it wasn't until that shark tank moment that I looked at was like, Oh my gosh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And I had never looked at that as a career because all these societal dogmatic norms teach you go to school, get good grades, get a good job, get the house, get the nice car, have kids. And and it's like, well, wait a second. That's not the trajectory for everyone.
0: So if you had the most optimal way of creating something new, what would you do for those, say, the first years through teen, right? So if somebody, let's say, at 13 years old, and you're creating curriculum or program or plan for them to learn how to become mindful adults, cognitive, common sense, critical thinking, all those things. What kind of program?
1: So I've been recording different apps and resources for parents that want to raise their child and use all the resources that are you know, helpful to building their child into an amazing adult, an amazing human being. That's really what we should be focusing on. How do we build our children into amazing human beings, not just human beings that can take a test. We want to make sure that they have, and and I've actually been recording things that I call Phil University. I haven't picked a name yet, but these are things that if I were to build a school, what would those include? And I try to incorporate that philosophy into Tembo Exo, as well, But for Tembo, it's for early childhood. So there's certain things the brain needs to learn by certain ages with gross and fine motor skills, social, emotional health. But then once you get to an age where you can start assimilating knowledge that's a more subject matter based, for example, like behavioral economics. I've been building and recording what are the subjects I would want my own child to learn. So if I were designing a curriculum, I could incorporate that. So one of them is language. I would make sure they know English, Arabic, French, Spanish, and Mandarin Chinese. And the reason I picked those five languages is because I want my child to be a global citizen, a global human being, not a nation state individual. And the reason I picked those five is because those five are spoken by more countries than any other languages. They'll be able to communicate with people around the world.
0: Give, uh, every episode we, we give three really actionable things that the audience can do in order to change their world, create a new tomorrow today. So why don't we get those and then how people can get a hold of you if they'd like to learn more about you and uh, and you. what you have to offer them.
1: You can go to IamPhilMichaels.com or I'm on Instagram at IamPhilMichaels. Keep it easy. And I'm happy to share hacks, performance tricks, and for the uh, education company. is Tembo texts.com like text messages, Tembo texts. Um, and we'll put these in the show notes maybe. Um, but to answer your question. Oh, by the way, the podcast that I run is you could just search Phil Michaels, but it's the podcast that only um, interviews. It's the only one in the world that interviews people that have made the Forbes list like LeBron James, Kylie Jenner, people, entrepreneurs from YouTube, Instagram, etc. cetera. So, Um, amazing, amazing people and three things that you could do to change your life starting now. The three things that changed my life, the books that you read, the people that you spend the most time around and the places that you've traveled. Change those three things, the books you read, the people you spend the most time with and the places you travel and you will change your life. Go out, explore the world. Leaders are readers And you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So we need to disrupt these three. And I guarantee your life will change more than it's ever changed before.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, this has been another great episode of Create a New Tomorrow, where we're helping you create a new tomorrow today. I'm your host, Ari Gronich. And thank you so much. We are out of here. Thanks, Ari.